गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय the objective world and those types of necessities hmm? for gathering things and so forth hmm? not about the gatherer but about the things so nard anyway he's the answer he appeared on the scene hmm? he's depicted as coming just a little off the ground hmm? hovering there um so uh, uh, <laughs> uh he's in the world but he's not of the world he's he is the example of yadricha yadricha means luck good fortune it is uh it is a way in which the bhagavatam is characterized the movements of the sadhus who are the uh, distributors of bhakti the agents of 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 grace they're moving outside of the influence of cause and effect or karma mm. so daivim prakritim ashrita mahatmanas tamamparta there's a different uh, they're under a different jurisdiction our movements are out of necessity because what they constitute the sowing of the reaping of what we have sowed to a large extent and of course how we will sow will also be influenced by what we have sowed in the past in our reaping and it's a dark it's a it's a it's a it's a spiraling downward so to speak uh, prospect where where the the will that the jiva is uh, is constituted of almost becomes uh, ext- almost extinguished practically speaking we start to move like nature moves hmm? of course it's moving because we're animating it but lost to this to that fact to that sense hmm? i've given the example that it requires a viewer to turn on the television but the television may take over the viewer's life hmm? it may lose a sense that he has a, other things that he could be doing hmm? if to prod him <clears throat> so So at any rate Nard is the prodder here. He doesn't have to do too much prodding for Vyas. He's gone a long way. <laughs> yeah, but let's, he has not emphasized bhakti sufficiently. So Nard made this point very clear to him in the previous chapter. And um after he explained uh the necessity for Vyas to emphasize bhakti in no uncertain terms in a particular text which is of course what Shrimad Bhagavatam is. This is kind of the history of the book. if you will in terms of vyasa's participation in it uh, it's a book that has ongoing participation and there's uh, sukadev and then there's sutubasami and there's so many uh, charges and there's us today and so forth it's an ongoing this the story of the life of bhagavan which we're part of hmm, whether we know it or not hmm. so uh 
he emphasized, Narada emphasized to uh, Vyasa that you have to speak directly about about bhakti. You've spoken about jnana and karma, a little bit about bhakti, but in ways that people may misconstrue and think they're all equal, or you could choose one or the other, or and so forth. When this is 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 really not the case, the self will not be satisfied. Hmm? Um, by karma or jnana, hmm? but by bhakti, by love, by ananda. Hmm? And so he implored him to uh, enter into samadhi, given his qualifications, which were listed there as well, upon uh, the uh, the pastimes of Bhagavan Sri Krishna. And, of course, as a result of this, as we'll find in the next chapter, Bhagavatam came out. The trance that Vyasa entered into under the order of Narada, his guru, is described in some detail at the onset of the next chapter. And there we find the key to understanding this huge text. Uh, it's such an obvious key uh, that it would be, uh, you'd think, hard to miss it. But no one saw it before our revered uh, Jiva Goswami uh, one of the contemporaries of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and principal commentators on the Bhagavatam, he said, "If it's a it's a book full of many different statements, but if we want to understand the hub around which they orbit, hmm, let us go to the description of the trance of Vyas that gave rise to his writing of the Bhagavatam." Hmm? And that, as I say, comes it's described in six seven verses in the next chapter. Makes perfect sense, right? If you want to know what the book is about, we'll go to the description of the author, author's experience that he gave rise to it, and there we find his experience. We call it Achintya Veda Veda, hmm? a unity and diversity, a simultaneous uh, kind of inconceivable uh, mystical unity and diversity of Shakti and Shakti Man of the. Sh- energy and the energetic. We are constituted of the energetic, uh, as is bhakti, and Bhagawan is the energy. We're the energy, I should say, is the energetic. And it's a big discussion. It'll come up in our discussions of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the, in the following days as well. <clears throat> but after, this is in the previous chapter, uh, just explaining this to uh, Vyas, Directly in a, in a philosophical discourse, Nard expertly reverted then to explaining the same thing in the context of a narrative, which is a little easier to follow than some abstract uh, discussion like we're having now. <laughs> if I start to tell a story and explain all the things that I've said thus far in the story, it may be easier to follow. So. Narada shifted gears and went into this direction to make sure that Vyas understood his point. And what story did he tell? Had to be an interesting story. What, he told the story of his own life. How he became the person now hovering before Vyas. Hmm? With his vina. Bhaktivinoda Thakur describes him. Narada Muni Bhajai Veena Radhika Ramana Name Wherever he goes, chanting Radha Krishna, Radha Krishna, Hare Krishna, with his uh, vina. He's going now in tonight's verse. He's going to get his vina. This is part of his his e- eternal 
uh, identity. Hmm. Very interesting. This is this is the high point, really, of the text. But again, leading up to it, Nard began to tell his own story. He said, in a previous kalpa, which means a long, long time ago. Hmm? It's a, you know, this is the. There are detailed descriptions of what that means, but um, these descriptions are all really relative to the Bhagavatam's effort to explain what we are and what our prospect is and how to attain it in the context of the times in which it was written and an understanding of the objective world that was prominent that, at that time. It's not that the Bhagavatam is very concerned with that, other than to assert that the objective world is permeated by consciousness, by subjectivity. It's an intelligent world. In other words, there, there's, there's intelligence to the, uh, uh, and direction to the world. It isn't a directionless, uh, uh, purposeless uh, existence, if you could call it that. Uh, but it, but it's, it has some order, an overarching meaning, and so forth. And that, that is layered. And so it describes, really, if anything, consciousness in uh, various uh, stages permeating the material existence. If we shift to the book, the famous book, Briyat Bhagavatamrita of Sanatana Goswami, we find the essence of the Bhagavatam. It's describing the world. Basically, it's saying there are layers of consciousness. And, um, and consciousness is what is important. This is the preoccupation of the uh, author of the Bhagavatam, the subjective side, consciousness, not the objective side, the world. It describes the, ob- the objective world somewhat poetically and, furthermore, in times, terms of how it was thought then. If we were to write pages of the Bhagavatam now, we could just as well use the way people think of the world now, the, the cosmology and cosmogony and so forth, and, and, and make our same point. Uh, the Bhagavatam is a, is, is a Purana, but it's a departure from the Puranic uh, standard to some extent as well. The Puranas deal with the different modes of nature, and the Bhagavat deals with, only with the Nirgun, only with transcendence. Again, here Vyasa is telling Nard, write the Bhagavatam. You've written everything else. There's something more to be said, and this is the this is the this is the whole thing. Without eating this part, without drinking this, He says. Without drinking this, it, the rest of it is it, it's, it's, it's useless. Hmm? And and if and when you drink it, then you will pass out in relation to the objective world. And if you should get up again, drink again. He says, drink it again and drink again and again. This nectar of bhakti rasa. Hmm? represented here in Srimad Bhagavatam. So it's really a departure from the Puranas, but it has incorporated all of the, what constitutes a Purana. So he's using the Puranic, the Puranic setting, 
which was an authoritative text in the time that included descriptions of the world, the nature, and the, the stars and heavens and so on and so forth. Hmm? But to make a certain, a particular point, and it, so it used the, and it's very, it's stated clearly in, in Bhagavatam for that matter, for example, in the fifth canto where the nature is described, the whole purpose of that description of nature hmm, was to inspire Parikshit Maharaj to love Bhagwan that much more. That's the whole purpose of it. Hmm. To, to, to fan the flames of his bhakti, but not, not for any other reason, not to definitively say the sun is closer to the moon or the moon is closer. Not, not for that purpose. No. Hmm. So, at any rate, Nard is telling his own story. Hmm? How interesting. Now he, the, his guru starts to tell his own story, how he came to be the, the, the Nard that he is standing before him hmm? with his veena. Um, he says, in a previous kalpa, long, long time ago, it means that's all we need to know. It's a long time. And we'll hear about this when we speak of Chaitanya He doesn't come very often. We can go into the details of what that means, but it means, in essence, this is a rare event. Pay attention. Hmm? A good opportunity has come before you. Hmm? This is the significant, what we are to, what we are to draw from this. So anyway, Narada tells his story a kalpa ago. I was born in in such a way that I didn't know who my father was, and my mother was a maidservant in the house of some Brahmins, so I lived in their house, and this is not considered to be the most auspicious birth or living situation, and there some sages came during the rainy season, four months of the rainy season, and they took shelter of the, of the house, and there they did what they do. Hmm? They engaged in harikata, hmm? kata, top discussions about hari, hmm? and they were kind enough to engage me in their service. They, with their permission, I took their some prashad from their plate, some piece of rice that stuck on the plate of one of them. I thought that would be good for me. Hmm? Because I thought, you are what you eat. And what they are, that's very extraordinary. I would like to be like them. <laughs> so, let me take some. Can I, can I eat what you've eaten? This idea. So, so he became this way, infected. Hmm? In, 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 infected with their, the faith that, that, that drives them. Hmm? We are... Krishna says in the Gita, Shraddha ayam purusha. A person is their faith. This is what animates us. Mm. Therefore, Pujapachinamar said a nice thing when he said, Suspicion leads to suspension. So, assume as much as we doubt, then we're suspended. We cannot go forward. And when, as much as we have faith, then we can, we, we, we can move ahead. Happily, so faith animates the world. 
Therefore, the spiritual world has been described in some places like planets of faith. The movement there is all ongoing. Hmm? It's constantly moving, hmm? and still at the same time, it's still hmm, in relation to the so-called movement of this world. Hmm? There's an appearance of movement, but you really never go anywhere. It's like going up the down escalator. Hmm? It's so boring. Hmm? The same thing over and over again. Dying, born, dying, born. Prahlad said it like this, Puna punas charvita charvananam. What is the meaning? Chewing the chewed. Hmm? Chewing that which has already been chewed. I want to buy the new house and somebody just can't wait to sell it. Uh, this is material uh, life. <clears throat> I think Vishnu Chakvatyakur said, it is like a prostitute has one thing to offer her customer only, but she dresses up differently each day as if it's going to be different. Hmm? The same thing again and again. Hmm? And it's never satisfying. So, spiritual life, by contrast, is so different. It's not a broken record. It's it's ongoing improvision. Where where it will go, like like jazz or classical Indian music, where where it will go. Let's just go something like that, and they start to play and see where it will take us. And there's a dancer to all of that, of course. There, Bhagwan is dancing. Sri Akanta Kanta Parama Purusho Kalpatra Tarovo. Such nice, I mean, this is Brahma speaking in the Samhisamita. What a, I mean, what a, just the sound of it. Kamanamapibamsipriyasaki. Oh, this is so nice. Chiranandam Jyoti. Paramapitara Swadhyam. Aswadhyam. Apicha. It is a place of of tasting. There's something to taste there. It's alive. It's described as. The talking is singing, the walking is dancing, and the astute taster, if you will, Shijiva Goswami commented, if the walking is dancing, if the talking is singing, what must be the singing, what must be the dancing? Hmm? What is the possibility of the jiva graced by bhakti? Hmm? What possibility? We have some possibility hmm? unto ourself, but we're if in the right environment. Then, our that a bhakti environment, our possibilities changed, uh, are altered, are improved dramatically. Hmm? So Brahma, anyway, Narada said to Vyas, "Hey, in the previous kalpa, this was my life. How we remembered that was answered. It was also asked later by Vyas." in the beginning of this chapter, 
along with other questions, that caused Nara to continue his story further. How after he left home, what happened to him, how ultimately he sat in the lonely forest and meditated, he had the darshan of Bhagavan Sri Krishna, and how Krishna disappeared. And how that increased his spiritual anxiety, his spiritual necessity. And then how Krishna reappeared in the form of his voice, how the ineffable spoke he who was beyond words spoke words. Hmm? And Nard wasn't hearing with his ears, but with his, his self. He was tasting. Hmm? The self is a taster, a hearer, a seer. The ears and the eyes getting in the way. Hmm? He tasted and he longed. Krishna spoke to him, hmm? told him, I've appeared before you, but you'll not see me again in this life. But I just wanted to let you know I'm there. What you've strived for, following the sages' advices, it's it's not a fantasy. It's real. See me now, and now you don't see me. And this and 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 you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They say. So, this is the play of Bhagawan with his devotee to increase his devotee's necessity, and the measure then of Nard's preoccupation with bhakti, his hearing, his chanting, his remembering, as he describes it. Namani and Antasi, we heard last night. Then I went on chanting without any inhibitions. My mind was fixed. I wandered everywhere, but not out of any need, but out of necessity to take advantage of the syllables Christian I went, traveled. Hmm? It, had, it, it had me on its agenda, and I was moving accordingly. Hmm? He answered Vyasa's question earlier in this chapter, how he remembered that long time ago, Bhagavan said to him, and I bless you, that you'll remember everything about this. How can he forget what's happening here tonight? Hmm? In tonight's verse, he dies. And what is his death? He attains Swarup. He says, Evam Krishna Mateya Brahman Nasaktas Yamalatmanaha Kala Padurabhutkale Tadit Sodamni Sodamani Jata Prayujamane Mayitam Sudham Bhagavatim Tanum Arabdha Karma Nirvano Nyapatat Pancha Bhotika He says, so then, thus, he had just described, Krishna spoke to me, and then he stopped speaking, and then I went everywhere chanting the name without any inhibition, like a mad person, hmm? without any concern for social convention. I had no ego about me, no conventional ego about me. I was developing an ego in relation to the name, an identity in relation to the holy name as a servant. Therefore, he said, I chanted 
The unlimited names means I chanted without any inhibition, without any um, um, reservation. Those names that have no, no limit to their meaning and their significance, their depth, their profundity, and so forth. And I remembered, I meditated on the Guyam Badrani, the, the auspicious uh, uh, and secret uh, activities of Bhagawan, the Lila, that became revealed in my heart as a result of kirtan. And in doing this, I remained very humble because I felt that the, my, my, my capability, my, my eligibility for, for this, that was all a result of, of grace. And so I did this and waited patiently. Hmm? I was full of eagerness for my prospect to be realized that I would have the darshan of Bhagavan again and I would never lose it. Hmm? I was extremely eager and I was full of patience <laughs> at the same time. Hmm? He knows he will get. He knows it is there. He knows he will get. Hmm? His eagerness will never be uh, tempered by uh, however long it takes. He, he, he's talking about long periods of time as he began. A kalpa ago, this happened to me. Hmm? Hmm. He could have waited a kalpa or two, and his eagerness would not have diminished at all. Hmm? This combination, eagerness and patience, Prabhupada used to give an example. Sometimes a young lady, the prospect of of marrying has the opportunity to have a child, so she may be eager to have a child, but she has to wait at least nine months, <laughs> so that some patience has to be there also. And eagerness for that. There has to be the eagerness to bring that about and the patience then to set it in motion and the patience for it to actually um, play itself out. We cannot force the sun to rise in the morning as eager as we may be for the sunrise. Hmm? We, wish it, we never think, maybe it won't come up today, checking our watch. Hmm? No. Because we have experience that it comes up. He had experience from his practice. This is real pran, real evidence, real confirmation. Hmm? Little experience we get takes us a long way hmm, down the path. Even if it is not even our own direct experience, other than the direct experience of someone who has experience, that's compelling. That is a result of sadhu sangha. Krishna also told Nard when he spoke to him, he said, you had the association of my devotees and you served them for a short time. You're guaranteed to be my associate. It will take some time to play out, but that's a given. It's done. Now it's happening to him here. Hmm? It's happening to him in this verse. Hmm? He says, Evam Krishna Matir Brahman. He says, as I waited, previous verse, I waited patiently. Now the time came. And so Brahman, Ovyas, in due course of time, I, who was Krishna Mate, 
fully, my intelligence was fully absorbed in thinking of Krishna. Na hmm. asaktasya, he says, and I was completely asaktasya. I had asakti, but I was not asaktasya. <laughs> I had no attachment. It means materially I had no attachment. We can see he's very attached to Bhagwan. His mind is fixed on Krishna. His intelligence is fixed on Krishna. But he had no uh, material attachment. Na asaktasya amalatmanaha. Amala means uh, pure, spotless. My atma was pure. He's also speaking philosophically to us. He says, one who is unattached, one who's Atma, whose self is, is, is clean, cleansed. Cheto darpanam arjanam. Mahaprabhu Shitatarandev said in his Shikshastakam, these are the opening words. Cheto darpana marjanam. When the cheta, chitta, is, he compared it to a darpana, a mirror, mirror, that where we, our chitta is, our consciousness, if so to speak, is reposed, then a re, on what object that reflection will come on it and we'll be preoccupied with that. So when it's not uh, reposed on any material object, then there's no no material waves in my consciousness, no vrittis, so I'm peaceful. Hmm? And if it, it, we arrive at that in the context of reposing our consciousness on Krishna, then we get this bhakti, vritti. That's desirable. That's, that kind of movement is desirable. Hmm? That's movement... Movement with meaning, hmm? even though love has no meaning. <laughs> love doesn't answer the reason, still. That's a meaningful movement. Hmm? So, he says, this is a prerequisite. It w- w- this will, and it, but it will come about in the context of bhakti. And then when that heart or consciousness is clear, then Bhagavan will arise there. The picture of Bhagavan will arise in my heart. And an identity in relation to this object now will derive. There's a beautiful song by Bhaktivinoda Thakur. What is he saying? <laughs> You're not following me closely enough. Anadi karma pole, bhavanar navajale. This is a very nice verse song of Bhaktivinoda Thakur describing the stage of bhakti we call Asakti. Asakti is the last stage of, of bhakti in practice before one enters into bhakti and ecstasy, bhava bhakti. Asakti means attachment, so there's an attachment for, for the object of one's love. So the Bhagavan is taking a shape hmm, in my heart, concretizing in a particular way with certain qualities hmm, relative to my budding relationship with him. Hmm? whether it be Ram or Krishna or Krishna as a friend, a lover, so on and so forth. Uh, uh, different qualities will be highlighted and so on. So, just as our material identity, I've often said, is a product of our attachments, we are our attachments. The, you know, the advertising world is good at creating identities for us, the Marlboro Man or the, the Volvo person, whatever it may be. They've kind of... Um, really illustrated this point that can we kind of that we are 
our attachments, we are our desires, materially speaking. So, here is now attachment to Bhagawan and describing this stage, Bhaktivinoda Thakur sings, it might seem like a contradiction, but he's, he's saying, Anadi Karma Pule, uh, uh, that I have been in material existence from a time without beginning. I had so many attachments. He's describing the world of material attachment in the context of explaining the meaning of asakti, which is here attachment to Bhagawan. He's saying, attachment to Bhagawan in the minimum constitutes no attachment to material existence. The attachment to Bhagawan that that uh, that uh, is muddied by other attachments is is not the the, the blossoming of asakti that will bring forth uh, the fullness of one's spiritual identity. So this has to be crossed over, of course, in the context of bhakti. So he says, completely free from material attachments, now attached to Bhagawan. Kala Pradurabhut, Kale. Course of time, death came. The thing that we call death appeared. Tadit, Sodamanijata. And it, it appeared like lightning and illumination. Lightning and illumination. It's hard to understand, but kind of the idea of like when lightning comes, there's lightning and there's a, there's a, sometimes illumination and another illumination and something like that. He, he, the implication of these words here that tadit sodamani is that two things happen at the same time. What would seem to be the, 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 the close of the curtain, the turning off of the lights that is death, he describes as illuminating. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's, he says, and death came and illumination came at the same time. Hmm? And uh, the Acharyas have described what is that illumination? Hmm? It's further explained in the next verse what that illumination is. Prayujamane maitam sudham bhagavatim tanum. I was awarded prayujamani. I was given, I was graced by Bhagawan. Hmm? He blessed me, prayujamani mayi. He filled me up with what? Shudham Bhagavatim Tanum. A body like his. I was given a body like his. Bhagavatim Tanum. This is very interesting. We note here that Nard, as I said earlier, is standing before Vyas as Nard, not as the son of a maidservant, hmm? but in a different form. He's got a vena and he's hovering above the ground and, and, and so forth. It implies, obviously, or directly teaches us that liberation, mukti, in the context of the Bhagavatam, involves acquiring a a form, not just the um, the the real, I want to say, end of the material form, hmm? 
the real end, because death is not the real end. What does the Gita say about this? Whoever is born dies, whoever dies is born. This is the general course. Death means birth, birth means death. Just how you look at it. Hmm? They're kind of the same, really. Two sides of the same coin. Whatever is born dies, whatever dies is born. Hmm? Isn't that? This is the language of the Gita. Describing ordinary life. Hmm? But here we find there's divine intervention. This changes the course. And so, uh, this is the real death, if you will, of the material body, because it won't, it won't reappear. It's finished. In other words, that which fosters it, that in, in enjoying, exploiting ego, hmm, of attachment to things and so forth, this is driving the material existence. That has come to an end. That is much more difficult to, than just dying. One time, Chaitanya Dev was was told that, um, or he met, he said that, oh, what is my misfortune? I have no, not a cent of prem for Bhagwan is found in me. Hmm? Um, I'm carrying on my life somehow or other, uh, uh, like an insect. Uh, uh, Insect-like life, finding other things significant. Uh, uh, if I could die to attain Krishna Prem, hmm, uh, that would be a small thing. In another place, he told Sanatan, "If I could have gotten Krishna Prem by dying, I'd have killed myself a thousand times. How easy that would be!" Huh? But it's not that easy. Sanatan was going to throw himself under the Rathiyatra cart. Hmm? Uh, he didn't want Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to embrace him like he had in the past because his body had broken out with open sores and he thought that would be offensive. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was teaching in a larger way. He said, just the death of this body, there's, this, is, this is not a solution. You have to kill the ego. And Bhakti is a, is a most comprehensive way of killing this material, material ego because it involves cultivating an ego of service. It's just the very antithesis of the material ego. So here he said, I got a body like Bhagwan's and my material body, it ended. It means in the context of even my sadhana, the karma that, that is, is a, the, the fruits the, that I'm uh, reaping from what I've sowed, that was all eradicated. Even in sadhana bhakti, it is eradicated. It means pray, this, this bhakti will kill, will really kill you. Hmm? <laughs> you die. Die to living in this world. Hmm? You will not take birth again. Hmm? But what will happen to you? Will you just sit alone forever? No. Hmm? You're going to get a form. This is what could be more obvious as, as to the Siddhanta, the, the conclusions of the Bhagavatam in this regard. Nard is standing there in this extraordinary form. Hmm? This is, an, this is uh, and he's saying, this is what I got. This is the culmination of what I got hmm? from, from Bhagawan as a result of Sadhu Sangha. And I, I got initiated, I chanted my mantra. He's told already his mantra to, not to Vyasa and given him his mantra, how he was initiated. Now I, I'm getting the fruit of that. And what is it? 
I'm standing right before you. So this mukti mukti hitvanyata rupam swarupena vastitihi. It's removal of the negative, this karmic existence, and establishing one in a positive sense, as in, within in the uh, within the entourage of Bhagwan, entering the life of the Godhead, entering the lila. And do they enter there? You have to have a form like God. What form is that? What kind of form is God? God. Hmm. It's not a form like ours that's here today and gone tomorrow. Hmm? We say it's a, for, a form of eternity, knowledge, and bliss. It's a form of sandini, samvit, ladini. Hmm? Suffice to say, in one sense, it's nothing like this form. Hmm? That's why in some places it's said in the text, God has no form, no form like this. Mostly it says he has a wonderful transcendental form. When it says no form, a few places it means no form like this material form. I mean, what is this material form? It's melting. Hmm? It, as soon as it's begun, it's begun to end. Hmm? We, 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 we feel it to be so concrete, but it's really not. It's, and we think that spiritual form sounds a little unconcrete. I don't know if I, I can get a grip on that, you know. <laughs> Try to get a grip on this one. <laughs> it's falling through your fingers. Hmm? And no moment of time can be recaptured. So how you use it. Hmm? Use it for bhakti, namani anantasya, chanting the name and with some patience. Hmm? And Bhagavan will come and give you a form. Hmm? This is a big topic then. What is the time? How to, very briefly, how, how, how do we acquire the form, this form? Of course, it's through sadhana bhakti and so forth. But Narada is a vaiti bhakta. means he's worshipping Krishna with some reverence. Hmm? He's a devotee of Krishna. And largely his place is Dwaraka. Hmm? He goes everywhere. He says he's a special person. We'll hear something about that also after this. Um, but he is n not an example here of Brajapakti entering into the pastoral leelas of Krishna, which is the real uh, gift, if you will, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's opened the doors to for us to enter into a kind of association with Bhagavan that's very secret and ex extraordinary. Hmm? This really inner, inner life, where with Swayam Bhagavan, which means with God when he wants to be himself, rather than God. Hmm? Relaxed, something like that. Hmm? So, in Vaidhi Bhakti, then, <laughs> with the death of the body comes the Swarup. In Rag Bhakti, then one has to take another birth, it's said. Of course, this is Vishwana Chakrati Thakur's emphasis. There's no evidence for that previous to, the, to him, by the Goswamis per se, that I'm aware of. But um, at any rate, the, uh, there's, a, there's a, regardless, the idea is you have to take birth where Krishna's performing his leela. Hmm? There's, there, there can be some emphasis on that. This is emphasized by a great Acharya Vishwanath Chakritaka, but the Goswami's previous to him didn't emphasize that. But what they did emphasize, and both of them emphasize, is the body is one in the making now in a more uh, ongoing 
and contemplative sense, that spiritual body, than in the case of Vaidhi Bhakti, for example, with Narada. So Narada's, with the passing, comes the Swarup, blessed by Bhagavan. In Rag Bhakti, when we enter into Bhav Bhakti, Bhakti and ecstasy, then there's an internal, uh, hands-on cultivation of this uh, identity, a smaranam, a meditation. And the, that uh, blessing of Guru and Bhagawan is, 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 is that, that we get a kind of a flash of, if you will, in the stage of Vasakti, is cultivated. So it's a little different than the way it's described here. But maybe perhaps the more important and overriding thing is that this, this form is a blessing of God. It's the Swarup Shakti of Bhagavan. We are Tatasta Shakti, Jeev Shakti. There's Maya Shakti, and then there's the Swarup Shakti. The, Prabhupada called it the external energy, the, the um, marginal energy or intermediate, let's say, and, and the internal, the primary, intermediate, Secondary, different ways to talk about it. Hmm? We are different than the material energy in that we are consciousness. So we are more like the internal energy, but we are different from the, the internal energy, the primary energy, in that we are, we are small and prone to be overcome by the external energy to some extent, obviously not entirely. Hmm? And we animate it for that matter. But enough, we can be overcome by it enough not to know what our prospect is not to even know that we're a unit of Satchit Ananda, or to speak that we have a prospect for for entering the Leela through the grace of Bhakti. Hmm? So we are Sat, we are Chit, we are Ananda, we have a sense of I, according to Padma Purana, and we have Swarupa Bhak, the potential to inherit a Swarup, hmm? to be an heir of, of, of a Swarup, of a form, the Bhagavat. Bhagavatim Tanum, like Bhagavan, so that same kind of uh, quality, a consciousness form for living in the consciousness world. Hmm? So, bhakti is not our right, it's a, it's a blessing. It's kind of, uh, uh, we have an, kind of an, an, bhakti is described as an inheritance. The Puranas are telling us about it. You have a wealth. Mahaprabhu hmm? told Sanatana like this. Go over here, you'll find your wealth. Dig there on the eastern side. And he said, not in yoga, not in jnana, not in sankhya, but in karma, not in jnana, but in bhakti. Hmm? Eastern side means the side facing the gods. Hmm? Something like that. You dig there, you'll find the treasure that is bhakti. Hmm? By cultivating that bhakti, then this... This is the fruit of that, hmm? this form, this swarup, and the blessing. Hmm? Some effort on our part, and a blessing will come. So here we find Narada has attained that. We'll stop there. Are there any questions? Well, it's nice to be with you all. For now, a few days at least, right? And tomorrow our program begins at five in the morning. And then, what time do we gather after that? Ten, is it? Yeah, ten o'clock. 
ten there'll be a discussion and and then uh Arti and Guru Puja and Prashadam. And again in the afternoon we'll meet in this way. And some of you may want to meet with me personally, that's what I'm here for, so don't be shy. And um you can talk to Nitai about the, that. And he'll arrange that. Gol Premanandi. Adibo. Kandrasi Madhvagutam ki jai. Gol Premanandi Mahamotvatiti ki jai. Sri Vyasa Pooch Mahamotvatiti ki jai. Gol Premanandi. Premanandi.